0: Country Walk Southwest with Kevin Wadland. Well, listeners, we're on Country Walk Southwest. I'm going up to uh, the Island of the Basketballs. And it all started back years ago by Arthur Conan Doyle in 1901, and he stayed in the Old Dutchy Hotel. Is that correct? That's right,
1: yeah. In 1901, Arthur Conan Doyle stayed in the Old Dutch Hotel, um, which is now actually the National Park the Visitor Centre in Prince
0: Town. What's your name, by the way?
1: It's Mike Mendick.
0: Um. You've got the historic rather um, than more. Actually, your job actually to do something with the history of the Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um. One of my jobs is to sort of help promote um, understanding of more special qualities. And, and one of the things that is special about this area, certainly Princetown where we are, um, is actually that Colonel Doyle visited the place. And. Um, we know that he was inspired to write um, possibly one of his most famous novels, *Out of the Baskervilles, and he stayed in our visitor centre, what is now a visitor centre, um, in 1901. The um, the novel itself was published in the Strand magazine from 1901
0: to 1902. Have you got a letter actually from uh, he's written to his mum?
1: Yeah, we have a copy of a letter in our visitor centre, um, which he wrote to Mother, while he stayed um, at the centre, well, at the hotel, uh, you know, just saying that, um, you know, how, how impressed he was with Dartmoor and, um, and how, how, he was, how he was being inspired to write his first novel.
0: Um, he, liked to, he liked to do a lot of walkers, didn't he? He
1: did, yeah. He was a keen walker and we know he, went, he spent many hours exploring the all on foot um, with his friend um, Fletcher Robinson. And we know he actually walked from um, Princetown, out onto the South Gaw, um, for about 14 miles, ending up in a place called Grimms Pound, And if you if you take that walk today, which you still can, um, you'll go past a lot of places if you look on the map, um, which are actually mentioned in the novel.
0: when that was actually where you got the, uh, the story uh, of the Battle of the Black Dog. Would do you think he was first part of the um, story or the legend of the um, the Black Dog of Lincoln Orne at all?
1: Well, actually, there are much closer to home stories of black dogs. There are, there are a, a couple on Dartmoor which we think are, are very much akin to something that, you know, is in the book. If you, if you go to a place which is only, a, you know, a mile or so from Princetown here, there's a place called Whisman's Wood. Um, there's a legend um, concerning the Devil's Hunt. Yeah. And um, he's, the Devil's Huntsman is supposed to ride out of Whistman's Wood. with a pack of um, ghostly hounds in search of unbaptized people and chase them across the moor to their deaths. Uh, So that's one legend. Um, There's another story concerning um, a a particularly unpleasant character who lived in in the 17th 17th century. He was a a chap called um, Squire Cable. He lived in Buckfast Lee he's buried in holy trinity churchyard in buckfastly in, in a tomb um he was such an unpleasant character that um, when he died black dogs were supposed to have um, come to visit his grave haunted his grave um so there's another sort of black dog legend there uh, there's also in in the book we think um henry Baskerville, who was the sort of at the very beginning of the story, we think Henry Baskerville was probably based upon the real-life character, Squire Cabell, Richard Cabell. And if you may recall, if you've read the book, Henry Baskerville captures a young serving maid, takes her back to her Baskerville hall, and she escapes, and then he chases her across the moor with the hunt, um, and then finds her sort of dead um, with, a, with a, you know, hound standing over her corpse. So these are all sort of, you know, legends stories associated with black dogs that we know Conan Doyle would have heard about. They're very close to here. um, And it's very close to sort of stuff that's in the novel, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you actually brought uh, a trail leaflet out, haven't you?
1: We have. um, uh, The National Park has produced a leaflet which, um, if people come to the visitor centre, they can can buy. I think it's £1.50. There's a little map in it. And you can actually go out on a walk, which is, we know for a fact... um, You know, that that is the route that Conan Doyle would have taken um, on his route to Princeton. It's not the full 14 miles, it's a circular walk, um, which is about 5 or 6 miles. So it takes you out to um, some really interesting locations, one of which um, it is thought that um, could well be the inspiration for a Merripit house, which was the home of the villain of the piece, Stapleton. And that overlooks Fox Tor Mire, which is it is believed is the inspiration for the Grimpen Mire. Um, there's lots of things that that fit into place about that location. In that the hound was supposedly kept in um, chained up in an abandoned tin mine in the centre of the mire, um, in an old you know wheel pit. Well, actually, there's a an old tin mine um, pretty much in the centre of Foxtor Mire. Called White Works, and there was an old wheel pit there, and that would all have been there
0: when Conan Doyle was walking this area in the early 1900s. I've a Doyle. We Sherlock Holmes actually in Baker Street in London actually. When he come down and done the film, you Sherlock Holmes actually as the detective actually for the Hound of the Baskervilles in the film. That's
1: right. Yeah. it's a Sherlock Holmes novel, The Hound of the Baskervilles. So, you know, that character is is in the book. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Fictional address was in Baker Street in London, and there is a a Sherlock Holmes museum there. Um, So obviously, the story was obviously Conan Doyle came here, wrote the novel. Um, The novel was centered around his Sherlock Holmes character, Um, and it's all set on Dartmoor. You know, the the place names are are the same or very similar. Um, Our leaflet will give you um, not only a walk, but um, you know some of the other locations which you can visit by car, um, which are mentioned in in the book itself in the Hound of the Baskervilles novel so um you know it's it's a you know it's it's a hugely important novel um people come from all over the world to visit Dartmoor um to look at sort of the links with with the national park and the novel um and there have been some fantastic you know um lines of research undertaken um one of the most important recent books i think you know linking the Hound of the Baskervilles and and the hound locations on Dartmoor was written by a guy called Philip Weller, um, and you know that. that if, you, if you're really interested in, in delving deeper into the story, that's the book to buy. I would recommend it.
0: your you actually? Do you look after the uh, the rangers at all?
1: Um, the rangers, um, I don't look after the rangers. The rangers have um, have their own areas that they look after. There is a head ranger who works for the national park who manages the ranger service, um, but you know we all work in partnership. Together, um, the rangers work for the National Park um, Authority the same as I do and so you know we have um, areas of the all which are split up into sectors and each ranger has a sector that he or she is responsible for.
0: You can also get a book actually a magazine actually free for the TIC that you enjoy Dartmoor is that correct? That's
1: right yeah um, they're not necessarily TICs but the National Park has three visitor centres uh, the um, and Enjoy Dartmoor is our annual free publication. And there is information about The Hound of the Baskervilles um, connections in our magazine for this year. So if you're thinking of coming to Dartmoor, you know, you can, you can pick up a free booklet, um, Enjoy Dartmoor, and find out a bit more about it, or we'll pop into the centre. Our business centre at Princetown, which was the old Dutchy Hotel, has a permanent display um, about The Hound of the Baskervilles. And we think it has the nearest likeness to
0: the character Sherlock Holmes in existence. Have you got actually access to uh, mobility vehicles and wheel- wheelchairs? I think can actually go into your centre. Actually, you can go along your walks of view.
1: Wheelchair access is available to the visitor centre. Unfortunately, um, the actual Sherlock Holmes walk takes you out onto the open moor. Um, so you know, wheelchair access is is problematic out there because you're talking about walking across open moorland and the terrain is too rough to get there with a wheelchair. You could certainly probably access some of the route with, you know, a tramper vehicle which is a sort of a, you know, almost an all-terrain motorised wheelchair, some of those possibly could access some of it and certainly get out towards Luns cross Farm which is potentially an inspiration for the Mary Pit house. But yeah, certainly um, people with disability can access our visitor centre and see the shark home display.
0: Are you open before your run?
1: We are. Um, in the winter we have um, more restricted opening hours in the summer months and the holidays we open seven days a week um in the summer 10 a.m till 5 8, 5 p.m
0: Yours are online as well on are you we've
1: got our own website yeah it's www.dartmoor.gov.uk there's a lot of information on there about the national park um and if you want to come into our centers the visitor center staff will will help you um, Enjoy your time on Dartmoor, whether you're here for an hour, or, or a day, or a couple of weeks. Um, there's plenty of things you could do, um, and you know, if you have a particular interest in the health of the Baskervilles, Prince Town's a good starting point. Pick up a leaflet and, um, you know, and go and explore.
0: There are people out are not online, actually. you are on got a tablet, they all got a mobile, and they can take you online. Uh, is there a contact number? Is there, they can telephone.
1: Yeah, if you telephone 01822 890 414 you'll get through to our main visitor centre and um, like I say they're open throughout the summer months 10am till 5. Uh, more restricted opening in the winter but certainly there is opening in the winter um, and if you you know if in the winter you call them you know they'll get back to you if you leave the message but certainly this time of year open all the time um, every day um, and help, ha- happy to help provide advice um, if you enjoy a day out on the morning.
0: So many when they go on these walks actually wear proper uh, weather clothes actually and proper uh, stick and and press uh, a and also, if they walk on their dogs keep the dogs on a lead, isn't that right?
1: Yeah at this time of year ground nesting bird season and lambing season um, right through to the end of July we we ask that people keep dogs on a lead um, for obvious reasons as on Dartmoor there's a lot of re-, free roaming livestock um, cattle sheep ponies um, same as on Bodmin Moor obviously um, so we ask people to be aware of that um, also we get a, a, a large amount of ground nested birds on the moor and um, Keep to the paths, your dog's under control. Or, or certainly this time of year, on a short lead, not running through the long grass because that could actually scare away ground nested birds, and obviously then you know the chicks will die, or the eggs might get damaged. So
0: it's also advise people actually where you're going really to say right, we're off on this moor trail thing. To let me know where you're going, and take a mobile actually, and a contact number where you can get help if they're actually stranded on the moor, because the moor can be stopped, more can be very very tricky, getting it, with a mist coming down.
1: It's a place where you need to know how to navigate. Luckily the Hound of the Baskervilles route has been constructed that pretty much all of it is following linear features. So you're either on a track, a well surfaced path, or you're following a LEET, which is an artificial watercourse. So, you know, that particular route is fairly easy to navigate, but if you're venturing out onto the open moor, you should have a map and a compass and know how to use it. Sometimes mobile phone signal is a bit sporadic on the moor, so you can't always rely on that. But what you can rely on is... Telling somebody you know where you're going and what time you're expected back, because um, that's a foolproof way of you know, people being able to raise the alarm if you don't um, arrive where you're supposed to. Um, having said that, you know most people are fairly sensible. You know your limitations. If you can't navigate with a map and compass, stay off the, the main body of open moor, but there's plenty of other places where you can go. There's plenty of good surface tracks you can follow without risk of getting lost.
0: Well, thank you, Michael. Actually, you're talking to me actually about the Angel of Drills and Offer of the Oil and talking to me on the phone a little bit about it. And that's get a good season. Actually, on the moor, and the the, the work experience going back actually what it used to be like back in 1901.
1: That's it. I mean, you know, the moor hasn't changed a lot in that time. If you read the descriptions of the moor out on, you know, in, in Conan Doyle's book, and you go out there today, you know, it is, it is like stepping back in time. So it's a really good experience for people who've not been here before, or even those who have. You know, it's it's a great thing to do to get out onto the moor and, and get away from the pressures of the of the modern world, which we all live in day to day.
0: Your actual job is what your actual job is,
1: communications officer.
0: What would you like to say to your job actually, to the people lying in the hospital and possibly maybe online?
1: Well, I mean, if you are if you are in hospital, um, you know, you know, wish you all a speedy recovery um, and all the best. Um, and if you do get a chance to visit the it's it's a great place for healing. Um, if you can get up here, even you know, if you can't get out and walk very far, you know, come and sit in your cars, look at the view. The countryside is a wonderful healer. So I wish everyone the best and hope everyone has a speedy recovery and um, come and see us sometime on Dartmoor. Well, thank you much, Michael. We'll talk to me. Brilliant. Bye. Thanks a lot. Country walk southwest
0: on Hospital Radio, Plymouth.